What's up, Lock and May Babes? I'm back. I am your host, Rianne, and you are tuned into another episode of Girls Locker Room. Again, what's up, everybody? I hope you all are having a great week. I do know that, again, I am releasing another episode outside of my usual recording schedule, but my week has been nothing short of busy. So again, I hope you all are having a great, great week. TGIF, I'm so happy it's Friday. I'm so happy my work week is winding down. Who I'm tired. Like, when I say I've been busy all week, um, I guess I'm just going to roll into the check-in updates. Um, I know two episodes back, episode title transitions, I talked about doing therapy um, so that started this week, and I had my first session with my therapist, and to be honest, I am so hopeful and so excited to see where I end up with her. It really seems like it's going to be a good fit. Um, she specializes, I think I said this already, but again, um, she specializes in young adults and couples. Um, she also handles patients with depression and anxiety. And so I know her approach is probably going to be a little different, especially trying to tackle the trauma or any past like issues that may be deeper into my subconscious. And I'm I'm actually very excited about that because, boy, I have a tendency to hold on to things and I really, really want to get away from that. There is no need to hold on to what happened in your past unless there is a positive lesson behind it. Um, other than that, there's no need to hold grudges. So hold grudges, hold pain. I just want to get rid of all of that. Um, I also mentioned that I was going to do kickboxing, which also started this week and it kicks my ass. Let me just say that you ever, we ever like, how can I say this? It's kind of like starting a new job. There's friendships, there's cliques, there's people that know their way around the job, um, knows the ins and outs, what's coming next in the daily work day. It's some, something like that. And when you're in a class, when you're in a workout class and you come in with vets and people who kind of like have their area where they are and who they talk to, you kind of feel like the eyeball out. So, of course, I felt like, ooh, I'm kind of intruding on some teams that's already been built. But overall, it was a really great experience. Um, like I said, I died a couple times. Kickboxing is no joke, and I knew that going in. I knew that was the type of workout that was really going to, like, hurt a little bit <clears throat> in the style of in the style of training that they do in their warm-ups. It's also a very hard training. I've done HIIT training before, and high-intensity training can just, whew, it's hard, but it definitely gets your body where you need it to be, but I definitely felt like, the fat ass who was just eating a cheeseburger two seconds before her workout because I could not keep up. I will say, though, hitting that bag was probably the most fun I've had in a while. I was like, it just felt good to like hit something designed to be hit. Like I got moments in my days where I want to hit things that are not designed to be hit. And now I have something that I can do that with. Um, 
So I definitely finished my entire hour. I went at my pace. I had some moments where I had to stop and catch my breath, but I still finished my hour, which is good because this gym membership is not cheap by any means. I got my gloves. And the cutest thing about me getting my gloves yesterday, besides me getting them, was how excited my babe was that I got them. He is so excited about me getting my gloves and he's going to go get his own um, to work out with me. And it's just, it's a new thing for me before anybody listens and thinks, oh, this is the bare minimum. She's talking about bare minimum. I've been through a lot with relationships. uh, And so having someone be so excited for the things that I'm doing, supporting and wanting to be a part and just help me create memories in my life is just so, it's so good. So with conjunction of the support that I'm getting, the therapy, and we having an outlet where I can hit stuff, I'm actually very excited for what the next couple of weeks looks like. So um, before I wrap up the check-in update segment, I really wanted to talk about the debacle of the debate. <laughs> I'm not going to like go too long. I just, I, it was just crazy because it really was like a love and hip-hop special. Like it was really like... I was watching the housewives like Andy should have been there because Andy would have been able to round them up. You know what I'm saying? He worked with these petty bitches all the time. So he should have been able, he should have been able to be there. I feel like he would have mediated a lot better, not taken away from the guy who did mediate because he did pretty good, especially when you got an idiot like that yelling at you at every turn. So, um, so I was, I was pretty proud at what, at what the, I won't say proud. That's probably the wrong words, but I was kind of like, I don't know. I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad for the man, but then again, I was just like, he handling his. Cool. But man, I need y'all to vote because there is no way we should have a president who doesn't even know how to, to properly communicate. Yelling over someone is not good communication. You're not making right points at all. You're just yelling and you sound stupid. So... Um, that, that whole debate was crazy. I didn't get to tune into the vice president debate, so I can't really compare the two, but I just know that there, there should definitely be another debate because I really want people to see how their vote really can change the whole tide of this country. When I say I have a weird feeling that it's just going to get uglier and uglier. I feel like his supporters, if he win again, going to get cocky. And they just gonna start acting more out of character. Well, in character, because half of his supporters, I'm pretty sure, acted like that all their life. So, but that is my check in updates for today. Um, so, let's head into these topics. This episode is titled Lovers and Friends. So, earlier, to, earlier yesterday, when I was at work, I went ahead and shouted out to my social medias about. If people are comfortable with their friendships having, or with their friends having close relationships with their significant other. And what brought my attention to this, unfortunately, it does have something to do with the Megan and Tori situation, but I'm not going to go too deep into it. So there is speculation that Kelsey was also dealing with, or they were both trying to deal with Tori at the same time. Uh, I'm not sure who was dealing with who first. But I can say either direction of friendship. I feel like sometimes friendships get 
And relationships get too close for comfort sometimes. I feel like boundary lines are definitely um, crossed sometimes. I actually had to tell my own friend this. Um, I I just would never feel comfortable with my babe having any of my girlfriend's number, which I which I got to talk about. That I can't talk about it through me. And not that I don't trust neither party. I've just seen situations where niggas lose their mind. Or bitches lose their mind. And you you just don't even want to create that space that that can even be a thing. So for me, I know. Like, my, my, my girlfriends know they can definitely ask him anything. They can talk to him about anything through me. So if we, like, at a party or something, at dinner, or we on the phone, and I happen to have my friends on speaker over there on FaceTime, they ask the question to him, he definitely jumps in and has a conversation. So I don't have no problem with my friends and my honey being close, like not really close, but having a friendly relationship. But I'd be damned if I wake up in the middle of the fucking night or if I'm chilling and your phone ring and I'm like, why my friend calling you? Oh, uh, we got to talk about something. We was, nah, baby, this is definitely eh, wrong. This is not that. This is definitely not that. So... Um, I just, I just don't like it. And I know some, I know some relationships, I know I've seen some relationships, not I've known cause I don't, you never know a relationship, but I've seen relationships with like my mom's friends and stuff where they call, like my mom's best friend may call my, my mom's husband every now and again, but that's to do something like to cook for an event or to bring his camera for something. But I've never seen my mom's best friend called her husband and go, what's up? What y'all doing? Or how was your day type shit? Or, you know, nothing like that. So I feel like when you create a space for your friends to get too comfortable or for your man to find another outlet to like talk to, I won't even say it like that because then that's going to come off thinking, sounding like I don't want my significant other to have female friends because mine's actually has them. I don't have an issue with um, my man having female friends. I'm going to get to that in a second. But what I'm saying is when you make it comfortable, when you say I'm comfortable with y'all having a relationship outside of me, which y'all connecting on certain things, I think what's, what kind of gets to me is when either side, your friend or your man, decides to come to you about the other person. Yeah, I talked to her the other day. She did say she felt some type of way about that um, and how you was kind of scared. Hold up. Why is that? Why are we even that comfortable with each other to talk about that? So for me, that's where it comes in at. So I wonder in this situation between Megan and Kelsey, because I know some people feel like keeping up with celebrity shit is too much. But I feel like in this situation, where was the boundary lines? I say this, I even, like I said, I say this to my own personal friends. You can, I personally feel like you cannot allow certain things. Be friends, cool. You know, chop it up, cool. Have conversations, cool. But when you got to, you are able to call minds, my man, or call my friends to tell them I pissed them off. Like to tell them, ah, oh, we, we going through this and this was said, y'all like, hold up. No, ain't wrong. Now, I can see if it's one of those, I just want to make something. I just want to fix something or give me a hint on what I could do. Boom. That's it. 
But if you're going to them to vent about the problems, about the issues or problems you having on your own, um, how your day is just hard, how things been hard for you, I don't know about all that. And maybe it's me being immature or maybe I, I, you know, some people may call that a different maturity level. I'm not sure. I just feel like that's just too much. It's playing with fire. It's causing too many boundary lines to be erased. And I just don't care for that. So that's my stance on it. If you feel different, we can always continue this conversation at my new Twitter for the show, um, The Girls Locker Room Podcast. Go ahead and look that up. and You can always add me and we can finish this conversation here. But in, in my humblest opinion, I just don't think that's, that's something that should be done. Um, so I know I stated a little bit, a, a little while ago that I don't have a problem with my, my man or my significant other having female friends. I really don't mind um, just off the simple strength that, uh, you know, it's normal. It's normal to have friends of the opposite sex. Now, okay, I'll be honest. I've had a little bit of an issue or I've probably picked up on how a friend may seem too close for comfort for me or some some type of conversation may seem too close. And that's when I realized you kind of, when it comes to your, your significant other having friends of the opposite sex, you have to trust your person. Not because you're not, I don't, I'm going to say this all day long because I actually said this to my own significant other. I don't trust your purse. I don't trust your friend because I don't know them. Not even I don't trust them. I don't know them. So I can't give them the benefit of the doubt because that's your friend. Don't know nothing about that young, young woman. I don't know what I'm, I don't know how I'm supposed to think, how I'm supposed to get to like certain thought processes in my head about it. But I know that I know you and I know the conversations we've had. I know where we've gotten. I know what we've been through as a, as a couple. I know where we've gone. So I have trust in you. And I think that's the most frustrating thing when your person has a friend of opposite sex. You never know the intention of the other person. You, especially if you're not as close to that person as your significant other. Especially if it's still the beginning of your relationship and you have yet to... Like, be properly introduced to their friend. Like, I've been introduced and the important people know me. Not to say that she's not important because she is important. But it's to say that, um, that I just, like I said, I just don't know her. I just don't know her personally to be like, oh, yeah, um, I'm okay with their relationship. So, uh, I say all that to say you have to trust your person. It's a process. It's not easy. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, yeah, I totally trust what's going on. No, I side out some things. Especially if me and my my baby have conversations and I'm like, okay, cool. And then he'll say that he had that same conversation with the home, with his homegirl. And then I'm like, all right, why? <laughs> like, it's more of, for me, at this exact point, it's more of a jealousy for me because I know I'm not the only person that my babe runs to. And that's okay because you're supposed to have support outside of your relationship. You always are. Your relationship shouldn't be the sole point of your support. So that's the reason why I say it's okay for people to have friendships of different gender. That's normal. Why Why wouldn't I? I really feel like 
if I had, I don't have male friends. Let's just put it that way. I have one. He's gay. I don't have straight male friends. And I feel like if I did, he would put the trust that he has in me because he knows me and he knows our relationship and our dynamic that, oh, she's not going to go there. I trust her. Cool. It's the level of trust you have to have. But to see people say that they don't that they don't want their significant other to ever have another woman around them, to have somebody else they confide in, you got to let that go. Especially if that friend was around before you. Now, this is the tricky part. If that friend was around before you, that's that can also make it hard to like acknowledge the friendship as just being a friend because you're like, yeah, I've been around each other for years. Why hasn't she made a move? Or, you know, you y'all really close. You know, some stuff like that. But I can say it's a battle for me. Like I said, I'm not on my hot horse here. Nah. I'm I just battle with that myself. And before I was actually presented with this situation, a lot of my other relationships and they had female friends. Most of those female friends had niggas. Had men, was was very much in love with the people they were dealing with. So, and and that's not even foolproof either, because sometimes, you know, people can, you know, people can fuck around on other people all the time. So I know that's not completely foolproof either. Cause you know, you just never know, I guess is what I'm saying, but I don't have an issue with it. So I'm not going to be like, oh, that's a deal breaker for me. You got female friends. No, nah, he normal. He got friends of both genders. Okay, cool. This is going to make birthday parties better for us, you know, trips a little bit better. We got more people to call. Like, I just feel like that's normal to have a support system around you. Because my my parents have friends of of different genders, go out, they talk. Um, people, like, my mom really don't. She got male friends, and my aunts got male friends, but they don't call each other and just chop it up on the phone. They may meet up for a drink or something, go, hey, we going out, come join us type stuff. So it just depends on a different level of friendship. And I'm just going to say this to say it's on your own level of trust when it comes to your partner. If you don't trust your partner, then maybe you might just want to let that be known. But to say that your partner shouldn't have friends of a different sex is just outlandish to me. You're not an owner of your partner. You don't own them. You don't own what they do. So it's it's just harder that way, in my opinion. So, but yeah. Oh, and then then the other thing I wanted to touch on, because this is this is a touchy subject when your friends don't like your man. And I've had when your friends, hell, even your parents, I've realized what my issue has been over the years. And men talk about this all the time. And this is this is not me bashing us women at all, but this is me acknowledging where I've messed up in the past. I've had to realize when you tell the bad all the time. People gonna see your person is bad. You don't tell you don't share the celebrations, they're not gonna see none of that. So if you constantly telling your homegirls, this motherfucker pissing me off, you always crying to your homegirls, or I can't stand them, and you telling them every detail of the arguments and stuff, it's okay to tell your friend, like, you know, a lot of what's going on in your life. But sometimes you gotta keep stuff private. And that's a lesson that I'm learning. And not not to say, not to say that I don't want my friends to be involved in my life. It's just certain things don't have to be revealed. And a lot of that comes from that. Like, come on now, as women, we all can own up and be like, yeah, that I do tell 
more of the celebrate, more of the bad than the good. And that's because that's who we run to when stuff go bad. We run to our friends. We run to our friends when we want to, when we want to blow steam from an argument. We run from our friends when we find out something or we jump. To, women are good at jumping to conclusions. And when we do that, we, we call our friends. We be the first person to be like, bitch, I just know this motherfucker didn't do the thing that I think he did. Or bitch, this nigga got me fucked up. You know exactly what you do. And you got to kind of scale back from that too, because that also adds your friend into a different level of your relationship. And I remember a while back in my friendship, in a friendship of mine, a friend has actually pulled me to the side and went, hey, I feel like you always throwing my relationship under the bus. You always frowning at it. And I had to tell her, because my mom had just told me this, when you tell somebody the bad all the time, that's all they're going to know. All they gonna know is the bad. You don't tell me none of the good. You don't tell me none of your celebrations. You don't tell me how good he make you feel. I'm not gonna know that. I'm just gonna know every time he. I know how he makes you feel bad. I don't know how he makes you feel good. And I know to some how they friends or how they people outside their relationship opinion don't matter. And and hats off to y'all. You know what I'm saying. Hats off to the people who can basically talk about their relationships like that and give people a bird's eye view to their relationship. And be okay with it, no matter what opinion comes your way, cool. But I, I'm I'm real enough to say that shit gets annoying after a while. And then you kind of got to bring the mirror to your face and be like, well, I kind of gave everybody the bird's eye view to that. So you have to protect your relationship. I feel like you always have to protect your relationship from your outside relationships. There's no way you can go around it. So... And that's for male or female. And like I said, I'm not a man. This is not the men's locker room. So I'm not sure how they handle it. I'm not sure how they deal with depression and drama they own relationship. I don't know who they run to because I'm not a man. I'm not in a man's head. Some say that they don't talk to their friends about their relationship. Some say they do. Some, you know what I'm saying? Some say they just bottle it all in. You just don't know how men move. And I don't have a guest star with me today, so I will not know. (laughs) <laughs> but coming from a person like I, like I said, I will never come on my platform, never come on this mic and say anything that I haven't been through. And so I know for a fact, when you celebrate, your friends going to celebrate with you. When you cry, when you hurt, your friends going to hurt with you. So be, be careful of what you let out is what I'm saying. And your friends, and if you got good friends, your friends ain't going to judge your friends gonna be there regardless. Every time you cry, they're gonna have a box of tissue and be like, bitch, I'm on the way with the with the wine, with the tequila, with the deuce, what you want. Let's drink, let's throw it back. You know what I'm saying? When you got good friends like I do, they're gonna be like, all right, cool. So you're gonna see him tomorrow, right? Like they already know the ball game. They already know the rollout. But for those who don't have friends like that, you need new friends, number one. And two. You got to sometimes just keep stuff private. You have to protect your friendships and your relationships. Like if you're going through stuff with your friends, don't. This is the thing too. Don't pillow talk about your friendships to your man all the time. Because your man going to get petty one day. Not, and especially if your man and your friend don't like each other. Bitch, let me tell you something because I've been there. A friend and your man don't like each other and you pillow talk and you, you know, you bail bash to both of them. They get into an argument. It's like Royal Rumble in this hoe. Everybody should get labor and you just in the middle like, 
motor mouth me <laughs> just talking too much. And we see this on like reality TV shows. And I know on reality TV shows, it's scripted that way or it's set up that way. But people do this in real life. So protect your relationships, protect your friendships and protect your relationships. I'm so big on the people I'm with treating my friends right. Even if I know you don't feel my friends, you're not going to come in my friends disrespectfully because guess what? Niggas come and go. Real bitches don't. Okay. <laughs> when you got real ones, keep them around. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, uh-uh. I, I never, I don't think I've ever had a period in my life where I've chose my dude over my friends. It's never going to happen. I've had an instance where I got into it and it involved both of our guys, but we was probably not talking to each other for maybe a month that we we bounced that shit back like hold up bitch this is not what we do and we got that together but again that comes from me having real friends and having real mature conversations with people so never choose a, a nigga over your friend you you never do that you know what i'm saying like i said real friends are hard to come by so when you have them cool but a man that you really want to be around ain't gonna make ain't gonna have you sitting there choosing him over your friends and that's just that so um, but that's my topic on friendships and uh relationships and the boundaries of those now my next topic um since we're on the topic of relationships is sharing a space with your partner living with your partner um cohabitating with your partner now not everybody is comfortable with this I was one of those people that I was just like when I was younger you always say what you won't do when you what you don't want to do or what you will do when you're younger because you don't know no better you know you're just going off what other people what you see and what other people tell you so I always said when I was younger that I would um that I was live by myself as long as I could that I wouldn't really move in with my partner. But boy, <laughs> who never say never, honey. And I am currently living with my boyfriend. So um it it's been a it's I won't say it's been a rough ride because it hasn't. I just got used to him being here. I'm used to him being here. I'm used to him being um when I'm like in bed or her just chilling with me and all of that so moments where he's not or if he's working late or out with his brother and stuff I'm just like I can't sleep and I, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> and this and that so like the the pro is you get used to having company I guess that's what it is because I you know before he came around I was of course living by myself and I was used to being by myself. Hell, even when he not here, I get solitude. But it's like times where I know I want to like watch TV and I want to be like under him or um, I'm finna go to bed and I want to get hugs and stuff. And I know he's in the front. He's going to eventually come to bed. All of that stuff. Like, it's just not normal. It's not the normal routine when they're not like when they're not present and not there. So that's fun for me um the thing that's been kind of tricky is learning each other like when it comes to the space you you share like learning quirky ways like how you put dishes up or how I put dishes up or <laughs> how you put the toilet on the, to- the toilet paper on the toilet roll or you know what's crazy like this may be TMI but me and some co-workers at work 
were discussing how men don't, you know, kind of forget to put the seat down. And I like this is this goes coincides coincides with <laughs> I can't talk today, but this coincides with learning the weird little quirky things that your partner does. I never noticed that my boyfriend doesn't raise the toilet seat up. <laughs> I've never had to roll my eyes and go, oh, why won't you put this toilet seat down? <laughs> Cause he don't put it up. So I mean, like, that's a plus for me because I don't have to worry about that. The one thing I do got to worry about, though, he's one of those people that don't like to do the dishes. Like, he will dirty up some dishes and will not put them hoes. He will not wash them hoes. He will leave that for me. He'll take the trash out. He'll put groceries up. (laughs) He'll put food up when food get cooked on every blue moon that I cook when I can. But for some reason, dishes is a (laughs) no-go. that's the one thing but like these are the things you like you learn with your partner and it can be frustrating but it's fun like I think the beauty of like blending your space with your partner if you are a girl and you go move in with your guy or y'all buy a whole new space because some people are like that too some people don't like to move into a space with they like they significant other if somebody else has already been there some people are weird like not wanting to cohabitat in a place to where somebody else has possibly been before but no one's actually stayed with me like people have you know I've had exes that spent the night but stay with me nah this is the first for me (laughs) and boy you just get you like I said you just get used to a routine that y'all make and I'm having the time of my life having some of the greatest sex of my life (laughs) And that's always for in-house dick is great. And, and in-house dick is amazing. That is a big-ass pro. The rollover wood, the rollover in the morning wood, the we just chilling watching a movie wood. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I won't get too descriptive, but it's great. Ooh, the Sundays. Sundays at brunch and we get disgustingly drunk, but we know we finna go back to our house. We can stumble around our house. We can watch we can watch movies, do whatever we gotta do after we have brunch and sex, who knows? But it's just so much fun where you can go kick it with your person and come back to your space. Like y'all space. Not who house we going to today. No, we're going back to our space. And it feels so good. It's just so new for me. It's new territory. But it's it's going good. Like I know everybody doesn't have a good um good experience with that. It's definitely teaching me some things about myself. Uh, I'm forming new habits, not bad habits, but like good habits of like keeping all of my, I, for some reason I didn't write down my appointments. I was just one of the people that knew I had something to do, but I'm doing that now because I have to explain to the person that I'm living with what's going on. So I just ain't popping up randomly. And they're like, what you been doing all day, you know? So it's just stuff like being in tune with a person, I guess. So sharing your space kind of puts you in tune. And, you know, I haven't felt that way since I stayed at home. And I think I think that's the one thing I, I missed about being at home was having company, having a body there, having somebody there at all times that I knew was going to be at home. I knew we had a routine and stuff like that or 
like sometimes I forget that he actually like I can't say I forget, but sometimes I'm so used I think I'm so used to doing stuff on my own, like letting my dog out or having to come home before I plan on going anywhere else to let my dog out. But he's already done. <laughs> We're like, oh damn, I forgot to take that trash out, but it's already done. <laughs> oh, or if I forget, like just little stuff that I depended on myself for and just bouncing that off of somebody else. It's just it's just been a fun ride for me. But a very fun ride. Um that one was just a little I guess that's all I have to say about that, but that's been fun. So I wanted to have a very, very small, very, very small discussion about um, a show that I watched. If you don't watch Housewives of Potomac, this is the time where you can skip, you can turn it off. If you made it this far, congratulations. You are one of the few. (laughs) Um, Housewives of Potomac. I have just started watching Housewives of Potomac. I really wasn't too fond of of the show because I just felt like there was nothing I could relate to to the women of Potomac. You living in one of the wealthiest black communities, I mean black cities, and I, I know I ain't touching the money they touching. Um, the arguments they have, and I'm not a married woman. Like for some reason, I could connect to the women of Atlanta. Y'all doing some ratchet shit, you know. Yeah, they may be buying some shit that I don't know, like, what it looked like. Well, I know what some of their designers on Housewives look like, but some stuff that I ain't going to be able to walk into no stores no time soon is coming. It may be sooner than I think. But anyway, like, I could just relate to the women of Housewives. I just didn't think there was anything on Potomac's, like, level of me to be able to deal with. So I've been watching lately. I've been watching their newest season and watching... so. This is a spoiler alert. So if you do watch Housewives of Potomac, please turn it off if you have not seen the latest episode because this is the spoiler. So seeing Monique and Candace's relationship go go astray and the reasonings for it, it's it's just been crazy. Candace's mouth is out of control. I'm never going to not say that. Her mouth, Somebody was bound to smack the shit out of her anyway because her mouth is just disgusting. Like, she picked a perfect target. You know, you always got that person that you like. You you know who to try with. You know, because you know they're not going to do nothing. Like, I'm going to do something. You know. And that's pretty much what it was. But I think it was the wrong time between Monique and Candice. So, Monique and Candice had a physical altercation um, while they were at a winery. Well, they weren't even at a winery. They was at a wine event. And they had an altercation and Monique pretty much dragged her. It was it was way more worse, way more worse. That's not even that's not even That's not even grammatically correct, child. It was worse than Portia and Kenya. And that was bad. That in itself was bad. But Candace and Monique, whew, that's crazy. The backstory, I believe, and what I don't like about what Bravo did, and I'm pretty sure they was just trying to hurry up and get a, a good edit of the season out. But it's some underlying issues with a third party between Candace and Monique. And I feel like Monique knows she can't get to the person she want to get to on camera to get her cornered and all of that. 
without it being a physical altercation. I think that the small shit between her and Candace just kept building and kept building and kept building. Now, is Candace out of control with the props? Like, she be waving around knives and glasses and all of that. She kind of on the same level as Kenya, but it's just different. I say this to say, I, I just hate that that friendship was going bad. Because you could tell it was a lot of fun between them two. I just, I don't know. And and I did, I think, my opinion switched. Because I was so ready. I, and it's so bad that I was ready for somebody to smack the shit out of her. But the things that she had said to Ashley. So if you've watched Real Housewives of Potomac, you know that Candace has been bullying Ashley pretty much. Not to, I won't even say bullying. The, what she did when she was giving birth and when she was pregnant and doing all And she was just being nasty. Downright nasty. So... I understand when people be like, oh, that little bitch got something coming for her, this and that. And I, and I hate to call her that, but she, she was really acting like one. Like some of the stuff you said is just diabolical. And so for her to play this victim role lately between why she don't understand why Monique has an issue with her. Well, you bringing around people that's talking about her marriage. You know her and this person don't have no relationship. Like you, you just being petty for no reason. So I get that. But then, as I'm watching this new episode, and I'm realizing Monique is really mad over some petty bullshit. She missed your podcast? Cool. Keep it going. Girl, you on Housewives of Potomac. You're not losing no listeners. Keep it going. That's nothing really to be upset about. She had a side conversation with, with Giselle and Ashley. Cool. It was none of your business until Ashley made it your business. Move on. Some of the stuff that Monique was mad about, I just was like, this ain't it. Now, if this, if this argument would have came from her situation with Sharice... Cool. I understand all that. But the fact that this came from her missing her podcast and, you know, that just, it was just weird. It was just weird to me. It was very much weird. So, um, I say all that to say is I can't wait for next week's episode. I know they finna make Monique look like the villain and that she, you know, got is all to blame and shit like this. So, so I can't wait for that. So on to jam session. It's the jam session. Um, I don't have too much. <laughs> I don't even know why I just did all that because I actually don't even have nothing to talk about music wise. Well, Megan and Young Thug drops tonight, so I'm excited to hear what that sounds. Uh, I know Bryson Tiller put out his deluxe version of Trap Soul. So I haven't heard it. I did hear a song with Weekend, and it was on a beat that I don't think Weekend should ever be on again. I usually love everything that Weekend puts out. And I was I was listening to the song. I don't even know which, what song was it? It was right, I don't know what song it was. I can't even remember. I just know it's on the um, R&B playlist on Spotify. And that's where I heard it. And I was like, is this the Weekend? I don't like that. I don't like that child. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I kept looking at my radio, uh, my little display on my radio, like, who the fuck is this young man rapping this gibberish? And I couldn't see it. So I'm like, let me look on my phone. And I get to looking and I'm like, this is the fucking week. I don't like that. And so <laughs> I pretty much turned that off. But I'm excited to listen to the rest of it. Um, who else got some new music that's coming out? My ear ain't to the streets. I've been busy. So I don't know, but I do know I need to listen to that. Oh no, I don't know if I'm gonna say his name right, Jevion. I think I'm saying his name right, Givian. 
I don't know how I'm pronouncing his name. I'm sorry, baby, if I'm butchering it. But I do know his voice is phenomenal. His music is phenomenal, too. I think him, ooh, him and Summer on the song would be real cute. I know him, Chloe, and Hallie would be a vibe. But him and Summer would be really, really nice. He's really good. I really like his song, Like I Want You, and his song, Untitled, How Does It Feel. I really like I really like those. Those are really nice songs. He has an EP coming out, so I'm excited to hear that too. Oh, oh, this is not a jam session, but I will be jamming when this comes on. So I know we all watching Savage Fenty like a family tomorrow, right? We watching this runway show like a family. I'm ready for her to take all my money. I am a VIP. I haven't ordered anything in so long. Like none of, like all of her VIP drops. This is totally off subject of jam session. But all of Savage Fenty's drops, I never seem to catch them at the right moment. I am a big-breasted woman, so all the big booby girls always seem to get the bras first. Always, always seem to get her VIP box first. So when I log on, I'll be like, fuck me. I'm out. It's done. I'm upset. I guess I'll wait for the next month. The next month comes. I'm too busy. I don't have an alarm, and it's gone. I think it's dope that she has a men's line. I think that's dope. I kind of want to see my baby in it. So <laughs> we might be doing some his and hers, Savage Fancy. So <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, I, I mean, she had Christian Combs as the male model for it. There were so many bodies she could have had. Maybe she got them sitting in her sleeve for the runway show. Um, but I can't wait. Um, I'm, I watched her last runway show. It was really good. It was really nice. It's really different. So we are watching that as a family. But back to GM Session, back to the regular old sheet. BC Hip Hop Awards, come on. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I'll get my sound bites and my tidbits from the TLs. Um, I just haven't really been a fan of the award shows this year. I stopped watching them last year too, but I really am not a fan this year because of how they're doing them. I think they're doing the performances really great. It's very 106 and Park-ish how they're doing the the performances but I really don't think I particularly care for how they're doing the awards and stuff like that so yeah oh I never said this I've done two episodes since she won this since she won this award but big ups to Zendaya for winning best female actress for euphoria because she did a great job I've never been emotionally invested in a character like that when it comes to a teen show since I was a teenager watching Degrassi. Like, it's been a while. Like, I've been emotionally invested in Jon Snow and Khaleesi, but she really had me, like, ready to fight behind her. She had me ready to fight her when she relapsed. She had me ready to fight old girl when she decided to, you know, switch up on her. I, mm mm-mm. So... Uh, oh, and big ups. Come on, cat. Like, I just, I cannot wait for Euphoria to come back, even though they're saying it's not going to come back till 2022, which is some bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> I get that they're keeping everybody safe. So, yeah, I guess my jam session turned into an entertainment session. With that being said, that is all I have. I thank you all for listening and joining in here in the locker room. 
So if you want to gather your belongings and make your way to the exit, <laughs> I'm just playing y'all. But no, for real, I'm so happy for you all for listening and for you coming back and supporting. And we'll be here again. I'm here every Monday at noon. At least I try to be. So I will hear here. How am I here from y'all? <laughs> Scratch that. I will be back on this thing, back behind this mic. Next Monday at noon, back to our regularly scheduled program. So thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to all my Locker May babes. Y'all have a safe, safe weekend. And again, y'all will hear from me at Monday at noon. And you were tuned into another episode of Girls Locker Room.